Well, good evening. Uh, I'm Rob McMillan, and this is my wife, Lou Ann. Um, what we're about to share is not how God fixed our marriage. Instead, it's about how God redeemed our lives from sinful behavior and through it healed our marriage. My story begins with my birth, since it totally changed the family dynamics in our home. I was born six weeks premature with breathing issues. My dad was a farmer, and because of the high expenses surrounding my birth, my dad took a job traveling and was gone Monday through Friday. All of the responsibility of four children and a farm fell on my mom, and she did not have much time to spend with me, even though I know she really loved me. My dad would come home and drink. His alcoholism was the elephant in the room that never got addressed. It created an environment where my family avoided conflict at all costs. I internalized this and became a people pleaser who went along with the crowd. As the only girl, I was spoiled rotten by the time I was in seventh grade. I was doing things that most people do in high school and college. Drinking, smoking, and trying to get attention in all the wrong ways. Every week, I attended the small local church, but I was there just to sit on the back row and talk to my friends about what we'd done the night before. My childhood was very unstable, and my parents were often neglectful. We often had no food in the house or clean clothes to wear. My dad had a strong temper, and over time it became worse. I learned early to stay clear of him and how to mind-read his mood. Despite these problems, I was blessed to grow up in a family that did attend church. We might be fighting all the way to the services, but once there, I learned who Jesus was and the importance of having a relationship with him. When I was nine, I felt the need to give my life to Christ. I walked to the front of a chapel service for prayer and was baptized soon after. Starting there, God captured my heart, and I wanted to know more about him. My faith became personal and not something I'd just adopted from my parents. I continued to grow spiritually, but I struggled with my sense of worth. Our home, our house had become an eyesore in a small town where everybody knew everybody. I was often teased by kids and heard comments from adults about how bad our home looked. My response was to become defensive and believe that the comments were directed towards me. Instead of trusting in God for my self-worth, I chose wrongly to become more self-reliant, and that led to more pride. Jeremiah 2.10 describes my sinful response when he says this, My people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and have dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. I wasn't seeking God, but I was trying to handle it all myself. I met Luann just after my 17th birthday. It started off slow, but I knew there was something special about her. I remember when Rob called me up and asked me out. I was 15. I did not know him, but I'd seen him, and I thought he was cute, so I said yes. Good reason, huh? After a football game, a week later, he drove me home. We were inseparable after that. I loved that he wanted to spend all of his time with me. Right off, I figured out that he had a personal relationship with Christ, and that was interesting. He took me to a Christian coffee house in Austin on Friday nights. One Friday night, in a jack-in-the-box parking lot, I made it personal. I asked Jesus Christ to forgive me and be my personal Savior. My whole life changed after that. My friendships all changed because I no longer wanted to go out and do the same things I had been doing. I started going to Bible studies and was interested in what the Bible said. There were some problem areas that I saw in our relationship. 
Rob would get angry about different things, but we would just ignore it and move on. I thought he would be happy once we were married. Ultimately, we dated for five years and were married the day he graduated from college. That's our rehearsal dinner when I was young and naive. (laughs) As soon as we got married, we moved to California. It was the best thing we could have done. We had to learn to depend on each other our first year of marriage. We moved back to Dallas during our second year, and we started having conflict with our parents. My mom wanted us to go to Lockhart, where I grew up, for every family event and birthday, and Rob's dad constantly wanted to borrow money or figure out some way for Rob to go into business with him. We went to our first marriage counselor during that time. Soon we had our first daughter, and then our second daughter 20 months later. We were very active in our church, but we were not growing or being authentic about what was really going on. Rob was working all the time, and I was at home raising two girls. I could accept the fact that he worked all the time. My dad was always gone, so that seemed pretty normal. But I could not deal with the anger he was showing, so I withdrew and avoided any conflict at all cost. Luann gave me the first sense of true value and acceptance. I had never met someone who would just love me for who I was. But like many guys, once I got married, my wife became my second focus. I was more focused on my next project, my next goal, and that was building my career. In Ephesians 5.25, we are told, Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. My focus at this point was not on loving my wife or giving myself up for her. It was about loving myself by achieving success. By focusing on my career, I thought I could finally prove myself and get over my lack of acceptance. Plus, I would also feel like a great provider at the same time. It seemed like a great combination since I was helping my family and myself. But inside, it was all about me. I was determined to prove that I was worthy of acceptance both to my parents and to others. But I wasn't satisfied with any of my accomplishments, and I began to dream of having my own company where I could call the shots. I knew that if I could achieve that, then, finally, I could feel good about myself. I was sacrificing my time, my energy, and ignoring my growing family. And it was all going on the altar of success and acceptance. I like to say today that my work had become my mistress. In John fifteen five, Jesus tells us, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. Outwardly, I was a follower of Christ, but I wasn't depending on him in my daily life. I would lead small groups, teach Sunday school, and work on church building projects. Yet inside, I was still driven by my insecurities and fears. At the same time, I was trying to put on a good front. We looked like the model couple on the outside, but we were crumbling on the inside. Proverbs 28.13 says, Whoever conceals their sins does not prosper, but whoever confesses them and forsakes them will have mercy. We were very good at concealing. We had committed to each other when we got married that we would never threaten each other with divorce. I think that's the only reason we're married today. Even though we were not happy, we were committed to each other. I was feeling insecure, accusing Rob of having an affair or whatever I could come up with because of the lack of time he was spending with me and the girls. I did not understand his anger, so I tended to blame myself. If only I would do this or that, then he would be happy and want to spend time with me. Despite the outward signs of success, Luann was not getting the attention she deserved. 
I was working and striving so much that I would come home and be worn out and then eventually depressed. My anger, which I modeled after my dad's anger, became a growing part of my life. Of course, if you asked me, I would only say that I was frustrated, but really I was angry. The truth is that I controlled others with my anger, and that anger fell most heavily on Luann and my two daughters. They put up with my tirades, my leaving the house, my driving recklessly in anger, and being unaccepting of them. I had become the person I disliked the most, the one who could not accept others as they were. In late 1996, my world fell apart. The dream company had finally been realized, and we were very successful. For two years, I had worked 60 to 80 hours a week, traveled constantly, and devoted my life to this dream. Yet it all slipped away through some bad decisions. I walked away from it all very tired and very bitter. The bitterness continued to build because I could not understand why God was allowing this to happen. After all, I was a good Christian. But within six months, I hit an emotional bottom, becoming severely depressed and wanting to kill myself. It was then that God got my full attention. At the deepest point of my pain, I realized that something was badly wrong within me and that I needed healing. Matthew 16, 26 says, For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and yet loses his own soul? Or what will, you, what will a man give in exchange for his soul? I started reading a book called The Power of a Praying Wife. This book was a real encouragement to me because I realized that I could not change Rob's focus, but God could. I went through each chapter of the book and prayed for different areas in his life. Psalm 34.4 meant a lot to me during this time because of the fear that I had built up. I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. I knew that only God could heal our marriage. I also started going to celebrate recovery at our church and realized how much my dad's drinking had affected me while I was growing up. I did not know how to deal with or relate to Rob's anger issues and depression. I only knew how to hide, avoid, or try to fix problems on my own, and that wasn't working. Well, I signed up for Celebrate Recovery, too, even though I didn't know what I was really there for. Uh, I didn't have any of the classic addictions like drugs or alcohol, but there I found that I was a workaholic who was controlled by my desire for recognition. I began to see that my striving was not towards God, but for my own dreams and success. I was hiding my selfishness behind my good works, and I needed to quit living for my own dreams and selfish desires. And that meant trusting God with my future. As I learned to trust God for my future and my acceptance, I was able to quit striving for all of these superficial things. That freed me up, and I was less angry. And I wasn't as irritable about interruptions or changes to my plans. I was no longer worn out, trying to control my life, and even my depression began to go away. God worked in both of our hearts during this time. I was able to understand why Rob reacted the way he did and why I was reacting the way I did. I also learned that being different was okay. He didn't have to be like me, and I didn't have to be like him to have a good marriage. In many ways, we're total opposites. But God has used that to strengthen our marriage, and we can appreciate our differences. We now better understand each other and our reactions. When we sin, we find it easier to to be honest with each other and work through the situation. I did not see it then, but many unresolved issues from my childhood continued to influence me as an adult. I also had many false beliefs, which you may identify with. Here are several that seem to control me. One, I need others' approval and acceptance 
if I want to be complete. Two, I'm only angry because other people make me angry. Three, the past doesn't affect me today. What's past is past. Four, it all depends on me to make it happen. Five, life will slow down someday, but now I need to work extra hard. This year we have been married for 38 years. I am so blessed to be married to Rob today. His willingness to look into issues and want to please God is a constant encouragement to me. Even though I fell in love with the other Rob, I can see how immature we both were and how we just wanted to get our needs met at the time. I needed his time and attention. He needed the security that I provided for him. From that turning point in 1996 and 97, I've had to repent and learn to stop believing the lies in my head. Paul speaks of the value of repentance in 2 Corinthians 7.10. Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret. Over a 10-year period, God dealt with me about my desire for success. It was hard, but I am so grateful that God revealed that idol in my life. Our marriage has changed dramatically since then. We are best friends, and we love doing things together. But it's still a day-by-day walk. There are weeks when the old beliefs and the old patterns try to come back. That is why our community group helps us. And I don't know if Lonnie and Anita are here tonight, but they're part of our group and I want to recognize them. Over time, we see these old ways, these old patterns losing their power. And we're experiencing the intimacy that God intended for us. But there were other blessings too. Our two daughters saw the changes in us our marriage, and learn from us. As they dated and then married, they decided not to make the same mistakes. And it has helped them to have thriving marriages with fewer problems. Our tribe has grown a little. So that's why we're here tonight. We feel very, very strongly about encouraging other marriages. Over and over we see God show up and heal these relationships that are so broken. And it doesn't matter what your struggles were in the past. Every time we lead a new group of couples, we find our marriage improves. It's a little secret. We do it for us. And because we're being reminded constantly of our own issues and our need to repent for our ongoing sins. So thank you for tonight. Thank you for the opportunity to share what God has and is doing in our lives. Thank you.